Hello, hello. This is Nikki spilling the tea on all things entertaining. Today's guest speaker is a jack of all trades, country music artist, comedian, and actor. Welcome, Nick Lydell. How are you doing today, Nick? Hey, Nicole. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, I, I have some questions to ask you. I mean, one of them really isn't a question. I just wanted to make a statement you know you're pretty amazing it seems like you're trying to conquer the world here <laughs> yeah i mean i i've i've tried a lot of things i've uh found success in a lot of things and i um <laughs> that's that's sort of how i found country music along the same lines and i guess maybe we'll get into that oh so. yeah yeah we're gonna work that way <laughs> um I, I have to say, I know you're a Jersey boy, um, and, uh, you know, did you go to the shore? Did you do the typical tan and make sure your hair was just, you know, muscles? <laughs> well, you know, I think I, I definitely had the, the first two. I don't know if I could pull off the muscles every time, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I keep a good look at my hair. You know, there's, <laughs> there's, always, some pro there's always some product within arm's length. So, uh, right. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, uh, you know, the, the Jersey look get, gets mocked a lot, but you know, we, we take great pride in our, uh, in our vibe. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like I was saying, you, where are you from? Well, I'm from Southern Illinois. Okay. But uh, okay. I am half Greek and, uh, a lot of my, uh, my, uh, family, uh, guys, uh, resemble <laughs> you Jersey boys. So, um, they definitely like their hair done right and dressed right and clothes pressed and they like that scene. So ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, I want to actually. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. I, 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 oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I, well with them because I'm, I'm the same. Everything needs to be pressed. The shoes needs to be shined right, for sure. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to jump back like, uh, you know, into a time machine and, um, I'd like to know where you discovered, you know, when you first loved the spotlight and the spotlight loved you. <laughs> well, the, the first memory that I have of kind of being in front of people, I remember I was like, kind of like the lead of this fourth grade. I, I guess we can call it a play. It was kind of like a, maybe kind of like a Christmas show or uh -huh. something like that. But I remember you know, they, they kind of asked for a volunteer to come out and I, I don't even remember exactly what I did, but I know I had this yellow shirt on and I was jumping around and people were <laughs> laughing and my parents, my parents both sort of pointed out that, wow, you know, that's not something we're comfortable doing. Uh, we're, we're surprised that you like that. And, you know, that just kept heightening and I, I kept getting into more and more situations where I always kind of wound up as the leader. I was the president of my high school for the first three years. And then I wound up becoming the student council president as a senior. Like I was kind of always the, the guy in, in the, in the spotlight. Right. So, yeah, I guess a career in entertainment. Oh yeah. Inevitable. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, I'm going to bring up something. Um, heard through the grapevine uh, it, uh, back in your day. Hmm, Pretty well, I don't know what uh, you say about 20 years ago, 15 years ago. 
uh, you uh, did, um, whether it was a contest or something to become an MTV DJ host. Um, so how, how did you come about wow. that and how did you do? And be honest, I want to know what it was like, honestly. Yeah, um, so I think I was, I, I don't know, maybe maybe in college, right around college, and I saw this ad. Uh, you know, I, I was going to college in Jersey City, New Jersey, which is uh, very close to Manhattan. So I guess I might have been on a train ride or something, and I saw this ad that they were running. Uh, it was an open call to find MTV VJs. Now, back at that time, that was a oh, big yeah. deal. I mean, Carson Daly... Carson Daly was the main guy, but there was there was quite a few of them that, uh, I mean, everybody knew them. You knew these guys because yeah. they were associated with music. You know, they gave you the information. They told you who Britney Spears right. was dating, Julie whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you, okay. yeah, downtown Julie Brown. There was a guy named Dave Holmes who I kind of became buddies with. Um, but yeah, so basically I just saw this open call and... I had started DJing parties very young, maybe around 14 years old. I, I just, I wanted to do it and I kind of talked it over with my family and, uh, you know, kind of mustered up like a little stereo at first and I would go out and just play my stereo and kind of entertain people and teach people to chicken dance, whatever <laughs> the deal was at right? the time. And, and, and it was super cool how that kind of like, grew right so over time i i wound up getting like a really legitimate dj system and i was booked every weekend at one point doing all kinds of parties a lot of them you know in my hometown which was called ringwood new jersey i would do you know a lot of the sweet 16s and the little kid birthday parties oh, yeah. and whatever so it was really cool so i i kind of became dj nick like that was kind of how everybody knew me locally they still kind of would probably say that if you brought <laughs> my name up and i uh so you know music was such a big part of my life and and again entertaining and being in front of people so then when i saw that vj opportunity i was like this is this is kind of right up my alley so i went to an open call in manhattan and they actually uh i got through quite a few rounds i mean there was thousands mm -hmm. of people there and i got i got through quite a few rounds and they they picked me to actually be on the air to do this show this competition show awesome. and man was it super cool and uh you know again at the time it was hosted by a guy named ray munns i don't know if you remember that name but um yeah and i i was a vj for the day and and the, the, the one memory that I have is that I introduced a new song that day. So that day, a new song by a new artist came out and it was uh, Lifehouse. I think it was Stand Waiting for a Moment. Do you remember that song? Yeah. The first Lifehouse song. But anyway, so that was my memory. And then, of course, they went on to become, you know, really big. So it was kind of cool. I, I, I introduced their first ever video on MTV. Oh, that is completely awesome. <laughs> Okay. Um, I know that you were in corporate America. What made you walk away? What's the tea on this, buddy? The tea is that it's just not for me. I, I, um, how do I want to say this? I, I sink or swim on my own raft, I guess. And when I, when I was doing corporate sales, yeah, I was doing really well with it, but 
uh, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, there was, you know, when you're a, when you're an artist, when you're a um, creative, it truly becomes an addiction. I don't think people realize like I, I have to do what I do. It's not even, you know, always super fun. A lot of times it's just, it feels like I have to, otherwise there's this deep void in me. And so that's kind of how the whole thing started. I walked from, I finally walked away from that life. And I said, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to go for it. Uh, you know, I've always found a way to stay above water, uh, you know, in terms of money and stuff, but I knew that there would be a deep void in my life if I didn't truly say I'm going for, you know, going for it. And, and at that day, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I left my job and, you know, it's kind of like a Rocky story because I actually was the top sales guy at this really swanky media sales company. So I just quit. The boss said to me, I mean, the story, you can see it on my website, but the story was the story was that the boss said to me, you know, if you want to get to the top of this company, you need to have irrational commitment uh-huh. towards the company. And when he said that to me, it just like triggered. I was like, no, if I want to get where I want to go anywhere in life, I have to have irrational commitment. And part of that is to make this irrational decision and right. go for it. And, and and that's what I did. And the next day I opened up an Instagram account that was five years ago. So it wasn't that long ago. I opened up an Instagram account and I just said, I am going to put myself out there full throttle. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to post, I'm going to make videos. I'm going to do whatever. I know people are going to think I'm nutty. Yeah, I'm talking about like my family and stuff like that. They're going to think <laughs> I'm nuts, but I'm doing right, this. Right and it was kind of cool. I started to build up a following. I started by uh, making these little silly videos with me and my dog. Right. And they started to catch on. And yeah, so here we are five years later, um, you know. And now, mind you, that whole time I was I was actively working as a comedian, but I was never able to fully commit to it because I was so right. busy with right. work. So, so yeah, that's, that's that story. Yeah. Hopefully there's some inspiration for somebody. Well, there. yeah, exactly. I mean, you got, you got to go for your passion um, and the corporate world. It's a snooze. I mean, it really is. It's like, I mean, and there's some people that love it. I mean, the, the rat, you know, you're like on that mice wheel or rat wheel, whatever. And uh, it's never ending that, you know, Run. Yeah, they call it the yeah. rat race. And you know, it's so true, but it's so true because I can, again, I can honestly say I was, I was the top sales guy. And, and when you would do things, every, your, your, um, your success was only on a 30 day right. period because as soon as the next month came, they would be like, all right, you suck, do it again. Right. You know, and it was just, it was just brutal. Now, don't get me wrong. A career in entertainment is also brutal because you're just getting so much rejection and you really just have to believe in your own lane and kind of, you know, just find little ways to feel uh, like you're moving forward. And, and, you know, we could talk more about that in terms of advice for people. Right, right. No, I I agree with you 100 percent. I'm I'm a children's book author and um, and young adult uh, author as well. But, uh, you know, pandemic hit. I had to find another outlet, you know, I still write my books, but I can't do book signings. I can't do, you know, go to conventions. I can't, I can't do anything. So, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, I know that you did a comedy tour, irrational commitment, which is kind of ironic. I love it. 
Um, and um, you traveled around the world. I mean, Sweden and other places. Uh, uh, where did you go? I mean, what? I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Well, the, 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 for sure. No, so when I got um, basically... Through Instagram, I was introduced to a, a major Hollywood uh, comedy producer. Uh, this was probably about a year and a half, two years ago. And we started to uh, talk um, and he had suggested that I come, I move out to Los Angeles and shoot a comedy special. Now, in, in the comedy world, getting a comedy special is kind of the the pinnacle of, you know, success in especially as an unknown it's like okay if you get a comedy special and you get that on tv you have a very good chance of coming out of that you know as a as a household name right. so when i got that opportunity it was amazingly exciting and you know there was a lot of um reservation i can talk and, and i don't mind being open and vulnerable i, I had lost my uh, mother to pancreatic cancer oh, uh, in january of 2018 oh. and then uh, basically the same day, my wife also came to me and said, you know what, I'm, I'm leaving. So oh. there was, there was a lot of change going on for me. And I, you know, to be honest, I, I, I love this. This is going to sound weird. I love that a lot of those bad things happened to me because it really helped me to write some, uh, great music, but as far as living it was very difficult. Uh, there's been a lot of uncertainty. There's been a lot of rebuilding and sort of uh, rebuilding my confidence and everything else. So, you know, I had those things happen personally. And then I had this opportunity to sort of go across the country, take this big chance, uh, be in this comedy special. And I said, I mean, it, it made sense. I had to oh, do yeah. it. Um, but but was what was super cool is uh, and I think you may have joined a few times like I have a pretty uh, loyal Instagram following that kind of uh, comes into my Instagram lives a lot and kind of really follows my my journey. Right. And so it was super cool that I, I, I was open about what what the situation was. And it was actually the fans who offered to start financing it. And so people started like sending money and doing different things and booking hotel rooms for me and all this stuff. And they, and they literally told me, put your stuff in your car and we're going to get you across the country to LA to do this. And that's what we did. It was incredible. Uh, people were sending money, Venmoing money for gas and <laughs> hotel rooms and all this stuff. And so it just felt right. I mean, obviously it was also great content. Everybody was loving right. it. Right. Cause it was so, in, it was so interactive and, and we had a real, trip with it so uh so that's what happened i shoot this comedy special february of 2020 everything looks it's going amazing i'm i'm kind of really steamrolling through the la comedy scene i have all the right uh you know management behind me and it's looking great and then of course like everybody covid hits right and just derails everything so the comedy scene kind of just stopped and right. all these major networks just said we're not going to take on new projects. We're going to um, just work with what we have right now and kind of even take things that we taped and we didn't put on air. We're going to start using those. So my my comedy special basically got, you know, way put on a on a back burner. Uh -huh. So so I was kind of panicked and I, I don't know. I, am I jumping around too much? Or no. Do you want to hear this whole story? Go for it. Okay. Go for it, bud. 
Yeah. So I basically, you know, I got derailed right at that time. And, you know, then COVID hits and quarantine. And I'm like, what do I do? I'm, I'm watching as all my my contacts and everything is just kind of crumbling right in front of me right. because there's no scene. And, you know, obviously out of sight, out of mind, is just like a big reality in the, in the world. I'm like, well, the longer this goes, the harder that it's going to be for me to get back uh, to where I was because, you know, I was hot. I had some momentum right at that time. And that momentum was dying on me. So anyway, I, um, I picked up my guitar and I just started writing. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's probably like the best decision that I ever made, but I just, I was in the house and I was so bored and so frustrated. I mean, I'm saying house, it was in my apartment. <laughs> um, yeah, but let's not, <laughs> let's not make it sound like anything special here. Uh, I was in my one bedroom mansion and the, uh, and I just started writing these songs and they were just coming to me so natural. Um, and I wrote by the end, I wrote 17 songs and I started to play them on my Instagram lives, which I had still had a, an active following from my comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people were saying, man, there's some really good stuff here. Um, you know, you should do something with this. And I said, well, you know, I've never, never taken a singing lesson in my life. I, I have no, I, you know, I'm self-taught playing guitar, so I don't know what I'm doing. I had barely knew much about country music, to be honest with you. I mean, I knew pop music from being a DJ, but I didn't really know too much about country. Well, and, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> thank you. No. I, and again, I just, I appreciate the opportunity to just be honest and vulnerable because again, maybe there's some inspiration that somebody else gets from this. And, and I'm, I have a way to kind of, theme it out so my theme is that i think because i didn't have a huge background in it i was more willing to just go for it whereas in a lot of things i've done i'm so analytical i'm so i gotta study i gotta see what other people are doing i need everybody's opinions right but for this i was just like you know what i'm gonna go for it and i started i wrote these songs i made some basic recordings of them and I sent them to a few people. I linked up with a producer and he said, I want to record you. I want to produce you. Uh, next thing I know, I'm sitting on a full album. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, I, I decided to just release one. And if, if there's anything more poetic, the song literally goes to number 20 on the country charts. And <laughs> it's just completely completely changed the game for me and now i'm a country singer (laughs) yeah friend friend zone it is wonderful wonderful for all our listeners um i don't know do you have your your guitar handy i do i don't know how well it'll come through but we can try something you could just do a little bit of it give them a little taste sure which which one do you want to hear Friend zone? Well, you could do friend zone because we were just talking about it. And then maybe uh, just a, a little, little peek for jealousy because we know that one's, you know, coming out soon. We don't want to give any Je- away. <laughs> That's right. Jealous. My my new single, Jealous, comes out on uh, April 14th. Yes. And uh, I'm excited for that one. Well, let's see. Uh, all right. Can you hear that? Perfect. I've always been the sounding board for your boyfriends. 
I wiped off your tears when they said goodbye. I've always been the rock for you to lean on. I'm there when you need me, never ask you why. I've always been the dude, the dude that you trusted. Yet most of the time you make me take a back seat. My emotional needs are being neglected. I need a little more to feel complete. I made it easy for you, which makes it hard for me. But I got a little vision that I wish you could see. That you and me, we match so perfectly. We've been friends for so long, I can't take it no more. Every second with you has got me craving for more. And our connection has really grown. Yeah. So why do you keep me in the friend zone? Why do you keep me in the friend zone? We could be so much more. You really only call me when you run out of options. And the whole damn convo, we talk about you. Then you'll go make a bad choice while I'm watching. This is the cycle that we go through. Stop trying to hook me up with your girlfriends. <laughs> it's a slap in the face when they know I want you. We hang out for lunch, we never go out on weekends. Cause you always got something better to do. I made it easy for you, which makes it hard for me. But I got a little vision that I wish you could see. That you and me, we match so perfectly. We've been friends for so long, I can't take it no more. Every second with you has got me craving for more. And now I'm making my feelings known. So why do you keep me in the friend zone? Why do you keep me in the friend zone? We could do so much more. Woo! Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> That friend zone is something, isn't it? It's it's a dangerous place to get stuck in. Nicole. It, it sure is. I, it's the same for women. It, it's happened to I'm sure all of us at one time or another. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. Love it. Love it. Are you being a Jersey boy? You got some twang in you. <laughs> <laughs> Do I though, or? Or yes. is my advantage that I don't have twang? I almost no. Like <laughs> you do. I, I hear it. I hear it. I do. Believe me, I'm a big country girl. So, um, I, you know, we're talking about friend zone, and yeah, you know, it got up at what to number twenty. Um, it got number twenty on the country charts. Yeah, it was yeah, incredible. Uh, incredible. And um, I absolutely love it, um, but. I was looking, you know, about some stuff about you. And is there really a line, a cologne line called Friend Zone by Nick uh, Liddell? Is that uh, available? Yeah. So uh, one thing I will say, so I pronounce my name Lytle, like Billy Lytle. Lytle. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I have. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I just got a text message about that as we're talking. So I had a jealous cologne that was going to come out. Uh, I'm sorry. I had friend zone cologne that was going to come out and it didn't meet the uh, I was hoping that it was going to beat the release date, but it didn't. So then I said, well, wait a second. My next song is called Jealous. I actually like that better for a cologne name because it kind of uh-huh. makes a little more sense. Friend zone cologne almost had this like it's sad. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like friend zone is the a friend zone cologne is the opposite thing you would want like why would you right. like... <laughs> even though it rhymes i was like and it, it, you know it, it was great promotion for the song i'm like, like oh, people would tease me they would bad. be like wouldn't it, wouldn't that be like mace <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't write that any better that is awesome <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so i am trying to get uh, jealous uh, cologne to be out um before i release the song and i it's looking good so that that should that's... be out and, and that's uh just a a, a a cool little cologne line that i'm gonna have and and cologne and uh and perfume okay so if i purchase it for my husband is it gonna smell like you Ah, oh, whoa, there's a there's a loaded question. I, I don't I, I don't think so. Well, my husband's gonna listen to this and be like, okay, Nikki, back off. <laughs> Nikki, where, this is getting weird. Um no, I think I, I don't well, first of all, I don't even know what I smell like, and then I don't know how I would bottle that. So <laughs> sorry. I mean, I have a crack up. I had to do it. I had to do it. That's hilarious. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move on um, to um, your newest uh, single, like you said, uh, coming out April 14th. Um, I mean, right? April 14th. Yes, uh, April 14th. Yes. And um, I know, I mean, I'd like to hear just a little bit of it. I know you can't give away, I know, but can you just give us a sample? Well, I, I actually don't mind playing the song, but uh, I can play the whole song. I play the chorus, whatever you want. But uh, yeah, it was great story. Well, I don't know if I should tell the story after I play it. What What do you think? What sounds better? I don't know. Let's play it and then. Okay, hear let it. let me play it. You want the whole song or you want just the chorus? Do what you like. All right, I'll do the I'll do the first verse. How's that? The first verse and first chorus. And if you're digging it, you yell through the uh, phone that you want me to keep going. How's that? Sounds great. I don't think that you should wear those tight jeans out tonight. And I don't think that you should answer any calls, just mine. I don't like it when you're talking to my colleagues. I don't want to punch them. I want to punch them when they're checking out your body. I can tell that their thoughts are naughty. Man, it ain't easy to be dating such a hottie. It's your life, I don't wanna be controlling. I just don't like the way the guys be rolling. I'm jealous, I admit it. Leave me alone, I love you, girl. I need you all alone. It's my nature to love and respect you. But I'm your man, so let me protect you. I'm jealous, I admit it. Leave me alone, I love you, girl. I need you all alone. I know how guys are. Yeah, we can't trust the fellas. I admit it, I'm jealous. Oh, yeah. 
Second verse. Go, Go for, for it. it. Go for it. I don't think that you should wear that tight shirt up tonight. And I don't think that you should drive in another car. Just mine. I couldn't handle when I saw your ex's picture. He's so in shape. And I keep getting thicker. But why's he calling you? It's making me <laughs> sicker. He comes a little closer. I become an ass kicker. Girl, I'm sorry for the fuss that I'm making. I just wish you'd wear it. Silence is taken. I'm jealous, I admit it. Leave me alone. I love you, girl. I need you all alone. It's my nature to love and respect you. But I'm your man, so let me protect you. All right, all right. That's that one's for awesome. you, Nicole. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, give me the story behind it. I got an idea already, but let's spill it. <laughs> well, there's no, <laughs> there's no big story. Um, th but the interesting story about that is I had had a high school girlfriend, my first ever girlfriend, and man, did she used to make me jealous because she would just have all these like friend guy friends, but they were like, they were all trying to get her. It was obvious. And she, you know, would always tell me that I was crazy and I was overthinking. And then, but the, the, the part that I remember is there was this one guy that she would always hang out with. And sure enough, um, you know, I was away at college. She was still a senior in high school and she would tell me, Oh yeah, he's coming over. I'm hanging with him, whatever. Everything's good. Everything's good. And I would say, this isn't right. This isn't cool. I would, I would definitely get jealous. And then sure enough, one day she calls me up and she's like, Oh yeah, no, uh, we made out. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're breaking up. You and I are breaking up. Uh, I'm going to get with him. And then she freaking married the guy like two or three years ago. And like, I never, that story, like never, I never recovered from that. Like I'm still, you know, like that was years ago. And I was oh like, my Lord. it it's just devastated me. So the, the idea behind this song is I had actually written the first two lines of the chorus. I'm jealous. I admit it. So leave me alone. I love you, girl. I want you all to my own. And maybe one other chorus line. And I had it in a notebook from literally from like college and I found that notebook recently, maybe, you know, in the last six months or whatever. And I found it and I was like, I think there's a pretty good idea for a song here. Um, and I reworked it and I kind of tried to relive those those feelings that I had back then. Because to be honest, I'm not a jealous person anymore. I kind of learned my lesson from that. Right. But I, I kind of tried to put myself back in that situation and kind of remember those feelings and uh, and I wrote the song so that's, that's well what it, it's kind of um ironic because um jealous and uh friend zone can kind of go together <laughs> I guess you're right yeah I just sound like a wacko huh <laughs> no you don't no not at all what I'm saying is we all even me I mean I'm a I've always been you know uh had more guy friends than I did girlfriends you know for sure um, I understood them. Um, I don't know why I, I, I like sports and, and everything, you know, and I could go hang out with the best of them. And, 
Um, my first real boyfriend didn't like it either, and, but I didn't betray him, like, unlike yours. <laughs> <laughs> they really were just my, you know, they were in the friend zone, and a lot of them tried to get out of the friend zone, and I had to put them back. So, but yeah, jealous, and that one can kind of, seems like it kind of just intertwines. That's super funny. I never really <laughs> thought about that. You know, and that's the interesting thing. Me, modern day, I'm the same way now. Like, most of my most of my people that I'm close with are all women. Like, I seem to get along almost better with girls, kind of like what you're saying. Like, yeah. so, um, but it's, <laughs> I, don't, I never really thought about that. Like, I feel like somebody could listen to my songs and be like, well, maybe this guy's in the friend zone because he's a jealous psycho. Have you ever thought about that? No, I'm not saying that one bit. Not one bit. <laughs> it's just, you know, you know, the girl kept saying, oh, they're just my friends. They're just my friends. And then she ends up, you know, that guy, that one guy, he got out of that friend zone. Real That's quick. it. It's, I mean, that a lot of people tell me that friend zone really like hit home to them because it's like, yeah. man, like that's, you know, everybody's kind of been there or put somebody there and, yeah. you, never, and you never really yeah. think about it, you know? Right, right. I mean, I still, you know, talk to some people uh, back in the day and uh, that, you know, the guys that, you know, were in my, you know, they wanted more and I put them in the friend zone and you know, they turned out well and married wonderful women and are doing great, you know? So, yeah. um, I think there's a reason for everything. <laughs> did <laughs> you use, yes. did you use any of the tactics that I have written in my song? <laughs> um, you know, I, I honestly, I kept repeating, you know, just a friend, just a friend, but I mean, I really legitimately meant it. Uh -huh. And yes, I did know several of them wanted more. But that's where you have to be a young woman and have some standards and keep them in that friend zone. There you, you go. Know? But, um, yeah, so <laughs> I want to talk about um, uh, a couple, just, just a couple more things. For okay? sure. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm not crazy. I sound crazy, but I'm not, I promise. Uh -oh. But I saw you at a Lakers game, and I'm not a stalker, promise you. <laughs> But you took a picture with Mark Wahlberg. What was he like? Did he talk to you for a sec? I mean, oh man, he, what was it like? Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll we'll rewind back uh, a little. I really wasn't at I wasn't at the Lakers game. I just saw the picture, by the way. Yeah, I I was gonna go with it though. I was I thought maybe you were the. I thought maybe you were that friend zoned couple on the other side of me and Mark. But no, what what happened was. Um, when I shot my comedy special in LA in, in 2020, um, my manager right afterwards basically was like, Hey, you know, I got this awesome opportunity. I'm friends with the owner of the Lakers and she offered me floor seats for, um, for the Laker game this weekend. And, and this was again, probably just a few weeks before COVID really uh, became a thing and so he, he said I'd, lo I'd love to take you and I was like wow like floor seats at a Laker game that's incredible you know it's kind of especially for anybody who likes sports like I mean that, oh yeah you kind of can't get like a cooler uh, elevator pitch than oh yeah I was just you know floor seats at the Laker game so I, I was just so excited and then if it could get any better the freaking guy sitting next to me is Mark Wahlberg and no way he had no idea obviously he had no idea who I was but I I always got the vibe that he just assumed that I must have had to be somebody because why would I be there? <laughs> right. 
You know, like now, I'm pretty I sure not it. any idiot can just be sitting four seats at the Laker game. <laughs> <laughs> so even um, though he was so nice to me, I kind of always had this like, mm, maybe he's on his best behavior. But he was he was absolutely lovely. And um, I have a funny story about him because I used to live in the same building as his brother, Donnie Wahlberg, who was the star of the New Kids on the Block. He, uh-uh. he him and Jenny McCarthy were living in my building in New Jersey, uh, you know, maybe five to eight years ago. And I got to know him a little bit because he would always be in the gym. And, you know, he was a very like, I mean, he loved attention too. So he was always right. kind of out and about like, look at me, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I mean, I'm, I'm Donnie Wahlberg. So oh, yeah. it's kind of funny that I met both of them. And, uh, but yeah, man, he was, he was really cool. And honestly, uh, he's a big inspiration for me. I'm not going to lie. Like he's a guy that I, Certainly in terms of uh, his clothes, I love the way that guy dresses. So I'm always like, I, right. I find myself, you know, stalking his Instagram saying, I wonder what Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is wearing today. It's not my coolest moment, but yeah, I'm like, I wonder. Hey, hey, us women do it. Why not the men? <laughs> I look in the mirror. I'm like, I wonder if Mark Wahlberg would wear this. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, I mean, I, I ran across uh, a couple of celebrities in my life and I was completely starstruck and, um, you know, I mean, Brett Michaels, I'm sorry. I mean, yes, I'm a poison girl. I am a country girl, but poison, you know, it was my teenage years and, um, I went to a concert and, uh, no, I did not get to meet him. Oh, but because I, my, was, in, I was, I was going to interrupt you and say, mind, did you meet Brett Michaels? Cause I, I love, uh, glam rock, but but I got to touch his hand. So that hand was not washed for two days. Ew. My answer <laughs> is joking. ew. I'm joking. I'm joking. I told my husband that because I was one of those crazy, like 30 year olds, like down in the front, you know, mm-hmm. screaming like an idiot. And my sister, she, she has a fear of uh, crowds. So, you know, we're only 11 months apart. And, um, you know, so she loved Brett Michael too. She wouldn't go. And whenever I had the video, cause I was videoing the time at the time and it shows, you know, him touching my hand and I screamed, he touched my hand, like, you know, a little school girl. And she wouldn't talk to me for like two days because of it. And I said, cause she was jealous that I touched his hand, but, um, I told my husband, I go, I'm never washing my hand again. He goes, get away from me. That's so funny. <laughs> he, was, he was so embarrassed. <laughs> that, that, so like he told me, he's like, if you ever come across anyone famous, he goes, I am tying you up. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like your husband will really relate to my jealous song. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about that. It's about just, he don't want me to act like an idiot in public. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That too. <laughs> Now tell me this, Nicole. Were were you obsessed with Rock of Love like I was? Because I I could not miss yes. an episode of that show. Yes, and the thing is, is it was so gross and tawdry, but I loved it. it. Was. I loved every bit of the grossness and raunchiness of it. He's such a sleaze ball. <laughs> we, I know. We all put him on a mountain of pedestal, and, and yes. we see him just gross. Yes. And the thing is that the whole time he had the mother of his child stuck off in this mansion and she totally knew what he was doing the whole time. 
And it was just, I mean, sorry, Brett. I know you're probably never going to hear this podcast, but I believe it was just a publicity stunt to bring him back, which it did. It kind of did. <laughs> which it did, man. He, I mean, he blew up after that. I kind of feel like the show was more popular, you know, than the bands for a long time, right? I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was kind of like, who is this guy? But I, you know, I mean, it sounds Daisy? like, it sounds like. Do you remember Daisy? Daisy. I, I sure do. I remember all of them. With the, all the tattoos yeah. and she was, oh, she was a mess. Oh, but yes. Loved it. Loved Trash it. TV at its finest. It was wonderful. At its finest. I should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Where can all of our listeners find you? Do you have a website? Yeah. So um, Nick Lytle.com uh, Nick Lytle on all social media. Well, they'll they'll be able to find my spelling and my name through the link of this, but it's L E I D L is my last name. Um, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. I'm very active on there. I go live quite a bit, and I try to really be interactive. So anybody who does hear this, uh, please send me a message. Let me know that you heard this podcast through Nicole, and uh, I would I'll definitely uh, respond and we'll we'll chit chat about it. Um, and yeah, please uh, please look me up. Yeah, for all you listeners out there, Nick, and it's Lyle. Okay, got it right that time. He is phenomenal. His music, as you heard on this podcast, phenomenal. Um, And, uh, you know, what is it? Pre-order for Jealous uh, coming out uh, April 14th. And uh, you are one humble and delightful uh, guest. On, on my podcast. I am so honored to have had you. And um, it was, I don't think I've laughed this much in one of my podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I really wanted to be, uh, be honest and, and be light. So I, I think we really nailed that. Both of us. It was great. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. For all you listeners, I'm going to say farewell, Nick, please, uh, you know, subscribe on Apple review, you know, share, Uh, rate, do whatever you want to do. Be kind, be respectful, and have a great day. Thank you, Nick, again. Bye, everybody. Bye, Nicole. Thank you.